and a very warm welcome to our Daily Breath podcast. It's Ruth here again and it's Tuesday today. Tuesday the... By the way, it's October since... Uh, well, it was October yesterday, but um, I didn't... I forgot to tell you that it was October yesterday. In case you haven't gathered, whilst I was away, uh, the month ended and therefore we're now in October, which is jolly exciting because it means that 2020 is on its way out which I, for one, am very excited about because I would like it to go very quickly and let's move on to 2021, which must be a better year than 2020. Anyway, hope you're all doing okay and had a good 24 hours. It is quite a lovely morning, actually, this morning, or it was about an hour ago when I got up and, um, yeah, there was an absolutely lovely sky out there. It was gorgeous. It looks like it's going to rain again today, which is very boring. So I'm hoping that I'm wrong in that uh, prediction. Yesterday, I talked about thankfulness and, uh, well, briefly, just in the morning in terms of um, looking at just being thankful to God for... What are we thankful to God for? Because uh, that was the challenge I set on Sunday. What are we thankful to God for? And... Um, I think this morning I am thankful to God for friends who have really been amazing in this last year. I hadn't, I don't think you realise until, you know, a sort of a crisis year like this year has been. I don't think you realise just who your friends are until something like that happens and you realise who's being in touch with you, who's kind of contacting you to say hi. So I'm thankful for friends today. Um, I mean, family have been amazing, but they're kind of they kind of have to. Um, I think there's something special about friendships where they're really good to you, and they don't have to be. So today, I am going to be thankful for friendships. Let's pray this Tuesday morning. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. He made his ways known to Moses and his works to the children of Israel. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom has dominion over all. Bless the Lord, you angels of his, you mighty ones who do his bidding and hearken to the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his will. Bless the Lord, all you works of his, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. And so today is the 6th of October, and it is the feast day of William Tyndale, who was a, a translator of scripture, In uh, he was a Reformation martyr as well. He was a really cool guy, actually. If you look him up, Google him, or Wikipedia him. Um, he was around in the 16th century, so was around in, that was Elizabeth's era, um, I believe, if my history, church history can uh, remember that correctly. He was a really cool guy though, William Tyndale, do look him up. Um, yeah, so here's his collect for the day. Lord, give to your people grace to hear and keep your word, that after the example of your servant William Tyndale, we may not only profess your gospel, but also be ready to suffer and die for it to the honour of your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so as we rejoice in the gift of this day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen.
So we are continuing in with our Bible passage, which is we're still in 1 Timothy chapter 2, and we're looking today at verses 11 to 15. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 to 15. This is a bit controversial, just to warn you. A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to assume authority over a man. She must be quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. But women will be saved through childbearing. (laughs) If they continue in faith, love and holiness and with propriety. (laughs) I'm stuffed then, everybody, because I don't have children. (laughs) This is a brilliant, brilliant passage. Uh, I'm just going to say a little bit about this. I know I don't normally do this, but there's, um, I can't let this kind of let you guys kind of go, what's, what's this about? Um, what you need to know is that, um, women in the, uh, in the time when Paul was writing, uh, women, when they went to, uh, when they went to the temple, that was in a different language than the women had been taught. And so women would sit in church and because they couldn't understand a word of what was being taught to them about the scriptures, because it wasn't an inclusive place, women would sit in church or the temple and uh, they would chat. Because what else would you do if you're in a place where you don't understand a word of what's being said? Um, You'd talk to your friend who also is in the similar position. And so Timothy, no, Paul, quite regularly uh, said that this has got to stop and that women have got to be quiet. And so that's been misinterpreted to say that he was uh, against women in leadership and this is an argument, this passage particularly and the one yesterday is a really strong argument for some that women should not be in leadership. If you understand the context of it, as I've just explained, it isn't saying that at all. Um, You've also got to realise that, I mean, women in Uh, leadership and in senior hierarchical positions even 40 50 60 years ago was quite a quite controversial what was it like 2000 years ago Um, so I think you've got to take all of that into context there's still gender discrimination these days Um, yeah it was it was a lot 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 very 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 different um, context and very different society 2,000 years ago but that's just to say that um, <laughs> taken out of context it's read wrong and I want you to make sure that you read it correctly uh, right let's move on to the irresistible revolution <laughs> So the Irresistible Revolution for today. One thing fasting does is sacrifice privilege. Some of us will need to fast to connect us not only to God, but to our hungry neighbours. Others of us are hungry and will now be able to dine in the abundance of the Lord's feast. Certainly the 35,000 children starving to death today need not fast to connect to God. Rather, we need to fast in order to connect to them and to God. No wonder the Corinthian church is scolded for disgracing the Lord's Supper by allowing some people to come to the table hungry while others are stuffed. See 1 Corinthians 11. They were not reconciled with one another and needed first to leave the altar to care for their neighbours. 
In addition to rooting simplicity in love, it also seems crucial that economic practices be theologically grounded. I am convinced that most of the terribly disturbing things that are happening in our world in the name of Christ and Christianity are primarily the results not of malicious people, but of bad theology. At least, I want to believe that. And the answer to bad theology is not, is not no theology, but good theology. So rather than distancing ourselves from religious language and biblical study, let's dive into the scriptures together, correcting bad theology with good theology, correcting distorted understandings of the warrior God by internalising our allegiance to the slaughtered lamb, correcting the health and wealth gospel by following the homeless rabbi. I'm convinced that God did not mess up and make too many people and not enough stuff. Poverty was not created by God, but by you and me because we have not learned to love our neighbours as ourselves. So our common worship response is, Open my eyes, O Lord, that I may see the wonders of your law. Open my eyes, O Lord, that I may see the wonders of your law. Lead me in the path of your commandments, that I may see the wonders of your law. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Open my eyes, O Lord, that I may see the wonders of your law. So let us pray. This comes from uh, the writings of David Adam. Lord, as you came down to lift us up, help us to show compassion and sympathy to others. Give to your church a sense of service and humility. May we be obedient to you, seeking to do your will at all times. Amen. Father, as you have called us to know you, you have called us to love you. Lord, sustain us by your love and make us worthy of our calling. We pray for the church as it works in poor and difficult areas, for the work of the church among outcasts and rejected people. We pray for the kingdoms of the world, that they may become the kingdom of our God. We pray that leaders of people and rulers may govern with humility that they may not be full of selfish ambition or conceit, that they may seek truly to serve and to meet the needs of their people. We pray for those who are exploited, those treated like slaves, those who are slaves, for all who yearn for freedom and justice. Amen. So let's join all our prayers together by saying the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Well, thank you once again for being with me today. I look forward to being with you again tomorrow for Wednesday. I've got two days off this week, which I know you're going to tell me that I've just had a holiday. But um, I've got quite a lot of holiday left over because... Um, I haven't taken enough this year and because I kept on putting off holidays and stuff earlier in the year when lockdown was happening because um, 
for lots of reasons. There wasn't really much point and I also wanted to be around and yeah, lots of reasons. So I have got quite a few Thursdays off over the next few months, which is quite cool actually, because actually having a proper sort of weekend off, but you know, Thursday, Friday off, which is really lovely. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, which is good. Um, and then I've got a bit of half term off, which I can't ever remember having whilst I've been a vicar. Because I've always got, because David's always off on our October half term, but we're both off a little bit for this half term, which is great. It's very exciting. Time off is awesome and it's necessary, I think, to continue uh, uh, in whatever work you do. You have to have time off, don't you? Anyway, that's enough of that, my uh, holiday plans. Let's uh, conclude our prayers today and I will be with you again tomorrow. So the Lord bless us and preserve us from all evil and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.